two things. First, thank you all so much for your input on the post I put up about this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast on my personal page. Quite a few of you had something to say in regards to whether or not you wanted me to cover this subject matter, and I went with your opinion, uh, which was to cover it. So that's what we're doing. We're breaking down a blog that was written recently, yes, another one, by, well, you'll find out in this episode, so stay tuned to that. Um, so that's what we're going to do in this episode, break down that blog and just kind of walk through it like we did the last episode. The second thing is I know there are a lot of current events, even in Southern California, uh, not far from me, crazy stuff going on. We will get to it. We will cover it. We will talk about it. I promise you, please stay tuned. This episode, though, was filmed kind of when that was all happening. So I didn't get a chance to get ahead of that. So we're going to get with this one first. And I promise you, we'll get to everything that's breaking news in the IFB and when it comes to these guys getting locked up because I think it's very important that we continue that narrative. So, without further ado, here is this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. Those of you that left your input and your feedback on my personal page, this is for you, this is for everyone, but especially for you guys. Thank you so much for your input. That tells me someone's paying attention. That means a lot to me, but more importantly, it means our message is getting out there. Enjoy. So here's what it feels like to me. It feels like pervert whack-a-mole. Every time we talk about one and, and, and get rid of it, another one pops up, another one pops up, another one pops up. So here we are again. Uh, we're back at it. And um, I want to thank each and every one of you. I know I do that all the time, and it probably feels a bit uh, gratuitous. I don't know if that's the right word, but... Uh, I'm sure I'm overdoing it uh, for some people, but for me, I'm not. So thanks again uh, for everyone that has given your support to the podcast, everyone that's just weighed in. I know some people may see it this way, and if you do, I get it. Um, it's just one guy talking to a camera and throwing out his opinion, and yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's part of this, but I get so much feedback, whether it's personal messages, and thank you each and every one of you that have reached out to me personally. Uh, via social media. I'm sorry if I haven't got back to you yet or haven't got back to you as much as you would have uh, appreciated. I, I do apologize. Um, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm swamped and I get so many, but I have gotten a few and uh, I'm trying to make time for everyone that's that's reached out and I do want to tell all of your stories and get all this information out there. It's important for people to know what's really going on. So um, with that said, we, we're back at it. Uh, we've got another one that popped up. Not so much popped up, um, but made their voice clear in a blog. And uh, man, I'm all for it when it comes to speaking your truth and just using all the free platforms that we have uh, to, to talk about things that are important to you. I would never um, come at someone that's just trying to, to speak their truth and say something they think needs voice. That's, that's one thing. Uh, but this is the, uh, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, and hey, send me the, send me the other guys if you got any more. But right now, uh, this is the third one in regards to the case with Cameron Giovanelli, which is ongoing, by the way, and Sarah Jackson, and um, all that entire situation. This is the third guy that has, um, you know, had a lot to say, and I want us to talk about it. Uh, what's great about this episode, and what I'm very grateful, I don't know if Sarah will get a chance to see this just yet or not, but Sarah, thank you uh, so much. Sarah Jackson has actually provided us with her um, response to this blog. So this isn't something, 
it's I'm, I'm sure Sarah is more than than welcome and I know she said she's had on her Facebook profile her own things to say and she's more than welcome to release the statement she gave me anywhere and everywhere but um, this is the first time that I'm hearing it and it is in direct uh, response to what was written on this blog and we'll get into that blog here in a moment um, but this is something that um, I think you guys will really appreciate and it gives a voice to the victim which is just not happening um, we've seen over and over again what we're used to this is okay let me say this really quick so I know this is just me talking to the camera so um, I'll probably be cutting a lot of this so that it doesn't come off so awkward but here's what we've gotten used to in the independent fundamental Baptist circles and quite possibly other cults as well there's a big hullabaloo as I like to say at the very beginning when one of these stories breaks there's a whole lot of news and, and whether it goes to actual press or not like there's a lot of talking on Facebook and you know post-service conversations and all those kinds of things are going on and when they're going on we're excited those of us that are seeking justice for the victim and um, those of us that have been victimized ourselves I'm not saying it's me I'm, uh, that hasn't happened to me um, but you know, it has happened in my family so I get it what I'm trying to get at is at the beginning there's a lot of noise and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of sometimes press and a lot of people are talking on both sides and especially on the victim side and we're seeing movement and we've got momentum and man we're gonna get justice for the victim and 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 everything's gonna not everything's gonna be alright but we're moving in the right direction we have momentum and that lasts for maybe a week sometimes a couple sometimes it lasts for a whole month and then it peters out and it dies down and you don't hear anything and I mean ever again it's done it's gone it disappeared I want to assure each and every one of you, because I've gotten this question a lot, and it doesn't annoy me, it makes perfect sense. I want to assure you all, if you have that burning question of, well, look, the thing with Cameron, like, he made his video, and he said his piece, and now he's already been hired that quick by another church out in Florida, and so, is anything even happening? Is anything even going on? Let me set the record straight. Yes, there is. And we will get into that here shortly. So... Uh, but just a lot to unpack this time guys so I've got a couple more videos I'm gonna splice in here for you to take a look at when it comes to who we're dealing with what I want to do is I want to introduce you by way of sermons uh, just sermon clips yes taken out of context I'm not gonna put a whole guys we know how long these guys ramble on for right so I'm not gonna put a 50-minute sermon in here that's not sorry that's not really conducive we've got a lot to talk about so I'm not, I'm not putting in a 50-minute sermon of hate, vitriol, and why you should wear uh, vitriol, by the way. Uh, Josh Owens, thank you for that word. Um, uh, why you should not, women should not wear pants, and why, you know, uh, McDonald's is super healthy. Like, I'll, we'll, we'll, let, we'll give you tidbits of that, okay? But if you want the whole sermon, let me know. I'll give it to you. Um, uh, that's not a problem. But uh, I'll send you the link if you want. But what I want to get is I just want you to get a tidbit of what these... So a, a man wrote a blog, and we're going to say his name, and you probably already know who it is. But he wrote a blog. And before I have you read the blog, because by the way, whether it was other people informing him or whether it was other people writing the blog entirely, this is not all him. I don't know if it was a team, but there were several people. There's things that he talks about that he did not know. Um, so someone told him to write some of these things when it comes to Facebook marketing and I'm not saying a 71 year old can't do Facebook marketing I'm not saying that at all okay but I do that kind of stuff for a living and um, 71 year old pastor who says the things that I'll show you here in a second or show you here it'll be on the screen um, that guy doesn't 
he doesn't know these things. So anyways, I'm just, just, just throwing that out there. He probably won't even ever see this video. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a quick clip of, uh, uh, well, a couple clips. I think it's about four minutes long. So we're going to play about four minutes long these clips of um, a message from, from this pastor that happened uh, I want to say 2014 and then I've got a couple other um, one other clip for you that you really need to see that brings a lot of context that's what I'm trying to do guys I want to bring context to this so I don't want you to just hear me reading I want you to know what his voice sounds like I want you to know what his mannerisms are like so he's not being improperly represented if I get a snarky tone or if you know I misread something you can read the blog yourself I don't think you'll take this one down like Cameron took the video down um, which by the way I have so if you need a copy let me know I got gotcha. you here are here are I think four or five little clips tidbits from a sermon that was preached by this pastor uh, I believe the year was 2014 and if not you can correct me absolutely but it was within the last 10 years probably within the last five years that this sermon was preached by this pastor and uh, I think you'll find it interesting of course the sentiment that he has is something that a lot of us have heard before but if you haven't been exposed to IFB preaching before, you are in for a treat. You really won't believe your ears and maybe your eyes. So without, again, without further ado, here's a clip from this pastor, uh, just about the most recent video clip I could find of him preaching. Tell me what you think, and when I come back, I'll tell you what I think. You know that God wants you to enjoy food? I saw you doing it last night. God wants you to enjoy. Did you know tonight, Brother Gerald? God made McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and Pizza Hut and anywhere else I can spot. He made it for me. It's mine. And he's told me I could go and enjoy it. And I have done some enjoying. But he gives you somebody who's God has called him to live in that book, to study that book. Not just for him, but for you. God has chosen someone to be a watchman for you. He has the instruction book, same one that you have. And the devil comes along and says, though, oh, God can speak to you the same. And he wants to get you mad at the preacher because he wants to rob you of your loyalty. And everybody needs to know there's a man of God who they can come to the house of God and has what they need from the Word of God. See, this is the way it works, folks. You can try to change it if you want to, but you can't. You and I are supposed to take that book. We're supposed to read it every day. We're supposed to study it every day. We're supposed to ask God to show us from that book what to do. We study it. Sometimes we have things we don't understand, and we're trying to figure them out. I need to know what to do. I need to know how to do it. And so I study the Bible. The answer is supposed to be here, and I'm trying to find it. And then you come to the house of God. You sit in your pew. The pastor gets up and says take your Bible the instruction manual and open it and he begins to preach and lo and behold a light comes on Christian people everybody needs preaching people that don't like preaching are not right with God oh I just love to hear teaching but I don't like preaching you know why you like to hear teaching because teaching is just the accumulation of facts and you can feel good about yourself the more you learn. But preaching gets in your face and on your case and you have to make a decision. You have to like it 
or lump it, be mad or be glad. If you've got one of these spoiled teenagers who always says, I don't like that youth activity. I don't want to go. Just tell them to bend over and just practice field goals. You know why? If some teenage boy, let's say he's 17, even 18, he goes out with a pretty teenage girl. What do you think is going to be on his mind? The Cleveland Browns? Folks, I hate to break this to you. There's not a lot of people with the Cleveland Browns on their mind. But, I, but you keep enjoying that. But he's not. He, and he say, well, what's wrong with holding hands? Because there's no red-blooded boy that wants, if he holds a hand, doesn't want to hold more. God says, that's good. Kissing, making out's good. As long as it's in the bonds of what? Bounds of what? Marriage. And you preach that. Why? Because you don't want somebody to ruin their life. And you don't want somebody to keep themselves from being the husband or wife they could be in the future to whoever God has for them. Hey, it's not because the man of God is trying to keep you from having a wonderful life. He's trying to help you have a wonderful life because he's already been down the road with the people who didn't listen. So there you have it. Um, I remember watching a, uh, a video whew, years ago um, when I was still in, in, involved in everything. And I was still a big, big Scott fan, big Hiles fan. And um, so that's Tom Neal, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, so I remember watching a video of a fellow that was breaking down. I think he was breaking down. Jack Scott, maybe Jack Hiles videos, I don't remember what it was, but he was kind of, and I'm not dissing him, because now I, I totally get where he's coming from, he had kind of a, and this isn't a, 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 a throwing any shape, he had kind of a plain people look, he had a solid beard, I can't grow one, if you can see this, this is all I can grow, this little tiny bit, um, if Isaac Ali ever watches this, sorry, he hates this thing, as do many people, I get it, um, this guy had a solid beard, suspenders and everything, and it looks like a, looks like a solid guy. Um, I have nothing against him at all, but like listening to him break it down, I kind of saw some things where I'm like, okay, I want to do this, I don't want to do that, but I don't know why I'm telling you all this. But just just to kind of break it down briefly, there's not a lot to break down there, especially if you've heard this before, but those are your basic tenets. McDonald's, don't have sex before, eat a lot of McDonald's, don't have sex before marriage, the pastor's the only one that can tell you uh, where to go or what to do, and I think there was one. I'm looking at him like he's gonna help me. I think there was one other thing in there, um, but there's so there's just so much. Like there's there's not a lot to say, but there's so much going on in that uh, four minute and ten second clip that we just watched. So you know, if you've never seen this stuff before, ta-da! I hope you enjoyed that craziness. But that just gives you an idea, and I know I'm being very uh, derogatory. I get it. But that just kind of gives you an idea of his mannerisms, what he sounds like, what he looks like, and he probably looks a little bit different now. It's been a few years since that clip, but according to his website, the, the pictures that he has up there um, look, you know, pretty similar to this um, as far as weight, height, um, and I'm sure that he sounds exactly the same. The one thing I do want to say 
is if any of you are IFBers from way back, you'll see that, uh, man, a lot of Jack Hiles mannerisms, huh? Like, like he's not as good as Alan Domley, but he's getting, by the way, they're big time buddies. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but man, he's, he's close. And, 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 um, I don't know if we'll read it today, but I've, I read a couple things that he's written online and man, he loves Jack Hiles. Oh yeah, we will we'll read it in the blog today. He loves Jack Hiles. Like still to this day, excuse me, I actually consulted with someone, a friend of mine that I went to college with my freshman year of college at Hiles Anderson, uh, fake Jesus college who my friend, uh, I've got a friend that calls it, uh, FJC. I think that's the greatest thing ever. But my buddy, uh, who I, uh, went to college with my freshman year, we talked about, cause he grew up, uh, uh, not far from there and was close, uh, with that church. And he talked about like, man, the guy, the church might as well have been, uh, Tom Neal's church might as well have been a shrine to Jack Hiles, just Jack Hiles this, Jack Hiles that. He said that he went to a conference with Tom Neal and before uh, either every day, once a day or before every session, he would pass out letters that Jack Hiles had written him. Like, that's just weird, man. But anyways, okay, I'm gonna get into a couple more things before we get into kind of the, the meat and potatoes as my old, uh, my former pastor, uh, James Beller, rest in peace, uh, would say in 2001. It wasn't brought to light until 2011 because it was pretty well hidden. And we don't even know the full extent. And I am 100% positive that there's far more than came to light. But here's the thing. Here's what we're getting into today. We're going to be talking about Tom Neal's blog and um, the way he's treating, the way he's victim shaming, the way he's blaming a man by the name of uh, Stacy Shiflett. And I know a lot of us have different opinions one way or the other on Stacy, But for this man, Tom Neal, he's a man. He's not a god. In that these clips, you may have seen something that, you know, played more like a god. But he's a man like the rest of us, and uh, the things that he has to say about Stacy and about Sarah, while not naming Sarah because naming victims is not something that the IFB leadership does very often, unless it is to scorn them or cast them out. Um, he, in all that he says on his blog, there's just we've got to we've got to respond. Something needs to be said, and it's fine to to write a comment. And trust me, he's had to delete whoever's running that site. Uh, by the way, it's only been up since the twenty fourth of. Uh, let me just get into that real quick, and then we'll, then we'll do, do the other thing. This site, okay, TomNeal.org. Go check it out. Blast it. Do your thing. TomNeal.org has only been up since July twenty fourth. Today is just a few. <laughs> I can't remember what today is. It's not. A, it's not even been a week that the site's been up. He put up the site, immediately put the blog on it. That's all the site is for, is to try to throw shade at someone who's standing up for a victim. That is the only purpose of that site. Yes, there's a link to his books on that site. You don't gotta go by the, the uh, uh, what is it, the book table on the way out tonight. You can get them online. So anyways, that's neither here nor there as far as the books are concerned. But what I wanted to get at was, um, there's been some things that transpired. There were some things that transpired at Tom Neal's church in 2001 and probably long before that. Uh, they had to do with his son, Greg. Oh, that's what I was saying. Uh, so a friend of mine from college um, is very familiar with, with um, Tom, with his son, Greg, and gave me some great insight today on what that church is really like and how people are really treated and what really goes on. And it hasn't changed. Uh, when the son takes over the father's leadership in these situations, it rarely changes, if if at all. Um, nothing does. That's just how it goes. So, anyways, what we're going to get into is what happened at Greg Neal's church, Tom Neal's church. So, so Tom, I believe, was the lead pastor at the time, 
and Greg was either the co-pastor, I think he's listed as co-pastor at the time, and or assistant. Nevertheless, they were the they were the two higher ups on church staff. So we're gonna I'm gonna read you a news article. I'm gonna play you a clip of uh, a a mock, not a real, a mock press conference that the church put on when things happened. Because here's what I want to do. I know it's slander and it's not true and and however you know the other some the other side wants to come at me for this. I get it. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing. I want you, before we get into to Tom's blog, before we get into Sarah's response, before we get into how I feel and what my opinion is, before we get into any of that, I want you to see how this man carries himself, and I want you to know a little bit of history about this church and this man and what really went on down in Florida. So what I'm going to do right now is read for you a news report, a couple, maybe one or two of them, about what actually happened uh, Peeping Pastor, uh, this is written in August of 2011. Peeping Pastor, Jacksonville Baptist Pastor accused of secretly videotaping girls changing. Uh, church member kicked out for telling the truth. Greg Neal, a Jacksonville Baptist Pastor at Berean Baptist Church. So Greg Neal is Tom Neal's son. Let me tie this in. I just realized I haven't tied this all together. Cameron Giovanelli, what does this even have to do with him? Cameron Giovanelli is now going to be working for Greg Neal and Tom Neal in Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida. That is where Cameron Giovanelli is headed. So I know I've been babbling on about the Neals. Now this is why, okay? So we followed Cameron down to Jacksonville, Florida to his new home church where he and his family will be serving the Lord, air quotes. And since that's, since that's where they're going, now these pastors feel it necessary to defend this guy that they just hired after he was accused of some awful, awful things. They hired him. No big deal. We'll hire you. Now I'm going to tell you why they're hiring him or why I should say why they don't have a problem hiring him. We're going to go through all of that right now. So that's what we're getting into. We're going to find out what transpired with Greg Neal back in 2001, came to light in 2011, I believe it was. Yep. And why it matters to what's going on with Cameron and also how it plays into the whole morality issue that Tom wants to bring up in his blog about how he and Greg are super moral Christians, and Sarah Jackson, and as well as Cameron Giovanelli, and Sarah Jackson, who's accusing Cameron of this awful stuff, is the bad guy somehow. So, first, again, I want to give you some background. Here's Greg Neal. Greg Neal is a Jacksonville Baptist pastor at Berean Baptist Church, and was found to be videotaping girls undressing in the church. But unfortunately, the statute of limitations, I'll never wrap my head around that, it's hard not to curse, but I'm trying not to in this one for you guys. Uh, limitations of the crimes was two years, and it's too late for him to be charged for the act that occurred back in 2001. As anyone following the actions of Baptist pastors and churches would expect, instead of the church leaders taking action against their peeping pastor, guess what they did? They turned the tables. This is not my writing. This is someone else's writing. They turned the tables on the man who alerted the church members of the evidence against the pastor. They escorted the evildoer, not the pastor, who was taking videos of women in his office. He's not the evildoer, okay? He's to be restored, and he's not wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. The guy that brought it to light, that's the evildoer. Keep that in mind, please. He and others were vilified from the pulpit for wanting to destroy the church. Because when you bring an accusation against the man of God, air quotes, then you're trying to destroy God's work. You're trying to destroy the church. And this isn't a baseless accusation that's being brought. This isn't like, 
oh man, you know, he cut me off in the parking lot, so now I'm going to make up some story about him being a pedophile, and that'll, no, 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 no. This is stuff with evidence that went to the DA, and the DA said, yeah, that's legit. Statue of Limitations got her hands tied, but yeah, that's all legit. So this isn't some kind of church split, or someone's mad about the carpet, or someone pissed someone else off because they got a Sunday school class, or someone got in trouble for something that someone else should have gotten in trouble. None of that BS. It's none of that. It's real legitimate things that this guy was doing that are just horrid. And the man that brought them to light is vilified, is said is, from the pulpit, is, you know, you, you're, is, is called all kinds of names and all kinds of things. And of course, we'll never be able to go back to that church where he's trying to save other people from the same fate. That's the sad fact of the matter. As reported by Fox 30 Action News and the Florida Times Union, church member Bill Cochran wrote a letter to his fellow church members at Berean Baptist Church to warn them about evidence he had that their pastor, Greg Neal, had secretly videotaped young women changing clothes in the church. There were rumors for years about the videotape, but it was never handed over to police until 2011. The assistant state attorney said the evidence against Neal was clear and overwhelming, which you'll see in the video clip I'm going to play for you. But charges can't be filed because of the time that has passed. Again, I don't understand that. Here are the quotes from church member Cochran, who was vilified by his church for letting the cat out of the bag. So this is the man that found these videotapes, and we'll get into more detail on the tapes, what they contain and whatnot. But um, this is what he had to say. This is the man that turned in the pastor for being a pervert, and definitely worse, just hasn't been proven yet. Finally, I had had enough information that I could no longer just sit there and listen to all the lies and the manipulation that was going on. If you've been in an independent, fundamental Baptist church, you know that is the truth. Lies and manipulation, name of the game, you guys. I was told it was all a lie, that there was no videotape. There never has been a videotape. Those of us who knew the truth and who were gone were portrayed from the pulpit as evil, vile, Satan worshipers, wicked people who wanted to bring down the church. That's what Cochran had to say. After Cochran sent his letter to the church members, he says he was escorted off the church property. The news report says it shows the pastor setting up the camera, hiding it, and coming back to get it after the girls left. While investigators said the tapes does show Neil handling the camera before and after two women are seen undressing in an area where they had reasonable expectation of privacy, the state's ability to prosecute a case of video voyeurism expired one year after the event. Um, the offense. While the evidence of this crime of voyeurism in 2001 is overwhelming, unfortunately, the statute of limitations has expired. Detectives said the VHS tape was discovered in 2002 when church employee Brent Bartlett was viewing a group of tapes of basketball games he said were given to him by Neil. The secretly recorded tape was included with the basketball tapes. This is the information I was looking for. The report said Bartlett took the tape to Neil's father, that's Tom, who wrote the blog we're about to read, and the senior pastor of the church, Tom Neal, um, was told him the matter would be dealt with in the appropriate manner. Investigators were told that both Greg Neal and Tom Neal denied to the victims and the church members that the videotape existed. The fact of the matter is that these videotapes were found. I'm going to show you a, again, mock press conference where they're talked about by Tom Neal and Greg Neal. And notice how at the end, when they said their piece and they got their jollies, at the end, they turned the mic over to someone else entirely that, as far as I can tell, wasn't even involved with the church. Someone they paid a, a good amount of money to, but they didn't even want to talk about it. Like, really talk about it. They wanted to say 
how people were trying to harm their reputation and how they were great leaders in the community and how you guys messed up by tangling with us kind of thing. But as far as taking questions from the press, there was a lot of press there from what I understand. They didn't want that. They just wanted to say their piece and that was it. And again, because of the statute of limitations, they, they're they not, it doesn't absolve them of guilt, but it does let them get away with this. And remember, the guys I'm talking about, this family, the Neal family, Greg Neal, Tom, his dad, they're both just as guilty of what is known as voyeurism and videotaping these women getting dressed. I find it hard to believe that there's only one videotape, as did one of the men who found these videotapes. He, he confirmed, like, there, he said, there's no way there's just one videotape. And by the way, these guys are always repeat offenders. They always return to the scene of their crime. And that's how most often they get busted. And I don't mean just IFB. I mean pedophiles, perverts, rapists in general. That's how they get busted a lot of times. It's because they can't stop going back to it. it I'm not saying anything about it being okay or it being a disease, but it's definitely something that is very addicting for them. So... Here's the videotape of the press conference that was held in response to the news reports, um, to the letters that were written by church members that were concerned for the safety of other church members. This is what Tom and Greg Neal had to say. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome all of you today to our press conference. I am Tom Neal, the pastor of Berean Baptist Church. Amen. Today I want to update you concerning the investigation into the recent allegations of video voyeurism at Berean Baptist Church. These allegations resulted in an investigation conducted by the Clay County Sheriff's Office and an announcement by the State Attorney's Office that the evidence of guilt was overwhelming. We strongly disagree with that finding. My son has always maintained that he had nothing to do with the videotape. Throughout this difficult time, my son has always maintained that he is innocent of these allegations. I believe my son, this congregation, people here, believe my son in order to prove his innocence Greg voluntarily submitted himself to a polygraph examination and at this time I would like to introduce Mr. George P. Matherson the polygraph examiner morning uh, I administered a polygraph examination uh, to Greg and uh, prior to that uh, his attorney and I discussed the questions that we thought were relevant to the allegations made against him. He went, underwent a two-hour polygraph examination in which uh, his, his uh, answers to the questions relevant to this case were non-deceptive and it's my professional opinion that he is uh, telling the truth regarding those questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At this time now, I would like to introduce to you Dr. Greg Neal. Good morning. I am Greg Neal and I'm the co-pastor of Berean Baptist Church. I categorically state that I am innocent of the allegations of video voyeurism. I do not deny that there is a tape. There apparently is. I do deny that I was aware that such a videotape existed or that I saw it before it was released by the Clay County Sheriff's Office. I have no knowledge of how the tape was made or by whom the tape was made. I have not spoken out before now because we were told 
that the Clay County Sheriff's Office did not want us making any statements until their investigation was concluded, as it may interfere with their investigation. I, of course, welcomed a fair and complete investigation, therefore I cooperated. Upon conclusion of the investigation, it was clear to me, however, that it was not fair nor complete. Therefore, we immediately asked our attorney to obtain what evidence the state's attorney's office said was overwhelming. We just received that information late yesterday afternoon. I have in my hand what they say is their overwhelming evidence. A quick review of the information reveals nothing, nothing substantiating my guilt of the charges. Apparently, the only evidence is the recording, which I had no knowledge of. The recording is not even an original recording and is apparently in digital format, not tape. There is no evidence of who made the recording or on what type of device it was made, nor to my knowledge has an original recording ever been produced. Most telling is no explanation for the movement of the camera which I was seated when I was seated at my desk. The recording itself proves that I did not make the recording. Some stations have not shown the entire video. I don't know why. I know First Coast News did, and you can clearly see the camera movement. I have fully cooperated with investigating officials. I have not discussed this case with the Clay County Sheriff's Office because my attorney informed them that I would not talk to them until they were ready to make a presentation of evidence or charges. They chose not to talk to me. Since these malicious allegations were made, my family and the congregation of Brian Baptist Church have suffered. Many members have left the church. Many students of the academy have left. Damage has been inflicted to our credibility within the community. These allegations and malicious attacks have financially crippled Brian Baptist Church. As a result of these allegations, we have been unable to complete our Chapter 11 reorganization. However, we have entered into an agreement with our lender and will continue to occupy the church property. A joint press release from Berea and its lender will be issued tomorrow. I directly want to say to my accusers, first of all, I forgive you. And despite your efforts, the church will go on. Berea Baptist Church will remain active in our community and in our many, many missions efforts, spreading the gospel and helping the needy. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Throughout this investigation, we have not commented. However, for a moment, I would like to directly address my son's accusers also. As a parent, this has been very painful for me to silently watch my son endure. To you who have accused Greg of wrongdoing, who have slandered his good name, and the good standing of Berea Baptist Church, your goal was clear. Through your malicious slander, your harassment, and through your false allegations of video voreism, you set out to destroy this church. This has been hurtful, not just to him, but to the many hundreds of members of our congregation. Despite your efforts, Greg is respected in this community 
He has been named by the Florida Times Union as one of the Jacksonville Difference Makers. He makes a difference in this community. He established the Amanda Foundation, an institution which assists children with terminal conditions and their families. He hosts an annual Christmas dinner at Wilson's Hospital and is, is a respected grief counselor and multi-book author. Your accusations have hurt your former church family and the slander that you continue to participate in not only hurts the church, but the community it serves. You should be ashamed. Since we have just received the evidence which the state attorney's office said was overwhelming, we are unable to personally take questions at this time. But once we have had the opportunity to review the evidence, we will hold a candid press conference within the next week to discuss the evidence and to answer your questions. At this time, however, Mr. Matherson will be happy to answer questions regarding the polygraphic examination. You've been provided a copy of the package you received when you arrived. Mr. Matherson. There you have it. So basically, um, man, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys think about that. And uh, I know it's been a while since I've had someone riding shotgun here with me, except for these lovely people, uh, like an actual guest. So at this point, I, I'm kind of missing that person um, sitting next to me to kind of decipher this with. But I, I do want to hear what you guys have to say, whether it's commenting here or sending me a private message or private messaging the podcast, however you want to do it. Um, let me know what you think, because that to me just screams of, hey, I didn't do it, it wasn't me. And it's like listening to them is, it's not unlike listening to another sermon. You know, that's, de that's definitely the case. But there's no, it's all, um, I don't know if conjecture is the right word, but it all feels like guesswork. Nothing is like, look, I didn't, I didn't do this and I can prove it and here's how I proved it. It's like, we paid a bunch of money for this guy to do a polygraph test, which has been proven over and over again to be incredibly unreliable. And you can argue with me on that and you have a valid argument, I get it, but it is, it has been proven to be unreliable. You can't say it hasn't. We hired a guy to do a polygraph test. This is all in-house. By the way, I'm going to talk about that more further on in the podcast, the need to keep this within you know, our walls and, 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 and just between us. But, uh, yeah, it just that's what it feels like to me. It feels like, hey, this is just, this is all in-house. This is all us. We, we, we found out there was a problem that wasn't really a problem because it never actually happened, but we solved it. It's all solved. It's all good because we never actually did the thing. And here's how you know we didn't do the thing. We're telling you right now that we didn't do it. So we didn't do it. That's all it is. That's all. Then that's all it is, is, hey, someone accused us of this thing. The DA said it's valid, but we're saying we didn't do it. And because of the ridiculousness of the statute of limitations doesn't matter. I'm still going to be a pastor. By the way, Greg Neal still the pastor of a church. The church has had to change the name, of course, and move locations, but um, still the pastor of a church. Tom still travels and preaches. It's unbelievable. So anyways, here's what we're going to get into now. So that that's all of that, and that is that is prior stuff that has happened. That's not something that's going on right now. Although to say that he's not still videotaping women in his office or whatever it is he's turned to these days. And I don't mean something legal like pornography. 
of age pornography. Um, I mean, something illegal. Whatever he's doing now, he's still doing it. You, sorry, you will never convince me that he's not. And by the way, I'll throw this offer out one more time. They are having uh, Bob Gray, Domily, and the Neals are having a conference in Jacksonville. Deal? Jacksonville. Uh, coming up pretty soon. So again, I don't know if I'd do a protest, but I would be happy to be on the grounds for that. I think I still have a suit that fits. Uh, and uh, I'd be happy to be there for that. But I'm not going to pay my way. I don't have that kind of money to jump on the plane right now. So if someone wants to pay my way, let me know. All right, last plug for that. For today, anyways. So now what we're going to get into... That's your history, okay? That's your past. That's what, these are the kinds of people we're dealing with. People that uh, harbor now, now harbor pedophiles. People that previously have been, have had the district attorney say, you are guilty of some scandalous stuff, some awful, lewd stuff, but because of the statute of limitations, we can't book you. We'd like to, but we can't. So, these are the kinds of people we're dealing with. You've seen how they how they preach, how Tom preaches, what what he says about what did he call it? McDonald's? Do you miss that? How many of you miss that? I know there's no one here, but uh, I kind of miss hearing McDonald's instead of McDonald's. Anyways, whatever. So now we're gonna get into Tom's blog and what Tom wrote. And by the way, I do have Sarah's response, and I am gonna read that to you. We're gonna read to you Tom's blog. Tom Neal's blog, it's very lengthy, and I'll probably be breaking it out in different sections and maybe reading in between or maybe at the end what Sarah's response is because I do want you to hear her voice in all of this. So, these are not facts, by the way. The whole article is strewn with just opinion and hatred. There are very few facts in here. I'll point them out when we get to them because uh, it's like three of them. Um, but this is, uh, um, I'm going to Bob Gray. Same stuff, different day. This is Tom Neal's idea of how to solve a problem. Basically, this is what you're seeing. This is, um, I've talked to someone about, a couple people about this recently. These guys, and these guys, meaning Tom Neal, Bob Gray, um, uh, Bob Gray Sr., I should say. I don't know about the second, uh, but Bob Gray Sr. Um, this is what, this is how these guys, Tom Neal, Greg Neal, Bob Gray Sr., John Wilkerson, man, any of them, any IFB leader, this is how they seek to solve problems. And yes, I know from personal experience how John Wilkerson likes to keep it all inside the church when it comes to people accusing and letting him know, hey, you have a pedophile on staff. You need to do something about it. He, he wants you to talk to you know, their prepaid legal service or he wants you to talk to another one of their deacons. He doesn't want to solve the problem. Okay, So I'm justified in saying that. I have good reason. If you want to know the good reason, hit me up. Now, this is what these guys do. They, they preach New Testament love and acceptance and, uh, you know, love everybody and, and do good and be nice and just, man, be a nice person and, and, and all that jazz, right? They, they do all that. That's, that's their whole thing. That's what you think it is. That's what it is on the outside. That's the facade. But when you get in close and you see how they really treat, especially women and victims and really anyone that's in their flock, just like he's telling you here, like, like, uh, um, Tom was preaching about like you don't your your pinhead brain can't comprehend the word of God that's why you have to go to church so the light bulb can come on when you've been struggling with this issue or this uh, 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 this scripture for a long time and you can't figure it out but then the moment the pastor opens the scripture whoosh, all solved all figured out because that guy uh, and a quote I'm trying to think if you think 
something you're stupid if you think you know more than the pastor if you go to my personal Facebook it's there that's a very similar to exactly something that I pulled from a Tom Neal sermon recently these guys practice they don't practice stoning your kids and chopping off hands right but they practice a lot of Old Testament precepts when it comes to how you treat victims uh, how you treat women they definitely do and you'll see it in this article I'm gonna read and stuff that I've covered before they preach New Testament love grace and acceptance in reality, they practice Old Testament judgment, and that's just all there is to it. That is the best way to sum up their behavior. The facts of the matter, an expose on Stacy Shiflet. Oh, yes, 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 that's what I want to say. He didn't write this, okay? He had someone help him. You heard him fumble with words over and over uh, in that short message, that short clips from his message. You heard his jargon from another era, okay? Most of this, either he did not pin himself, or it was told to him, and he compiled it and typed it up. This isn't his writing. And once again, let me remind you, this was put up, today is the 27th, I was looking at the booking information earlier, uh, for, for jail, and um, for someone else, but we'll get to that at some point. Um, but he, uh, he, three days ago, this site went up three days ago when the blog went live. So keep that in mind. Again, TomNeal.org. This site was dedicated to hurting our victim, Sarah Jackson, and Stacey Shiflet. The time has come for me to weigh in on the matter regarding Stacey Shiflet's accusations against a fellow preacher. That's the H1 tag. I am 71 years old. My health is not as good as I wish it was, but God has been good to me. However, I have always been willing to fight when necessary. Contrary to what some may believe, I don't like to fight, but when I decide to do so, I do not fight gently. That statement opposes itself just within itself, but you should also know, I, clearly I'm not a Jack Scott fan, right? But this guy hated Jack when he got the job as pastor of First Baptist Church and went just on huge tirades against him. This guy is a fighter, not a lover. That is Tom Neal to a T. So for him to lead, look, this this statement in this blog is full of total BS. But he starts off with it. He doesn't even work up to it. He starts off from the get-go like, oh, I'm not a fighter. Dude, that's what you're known for. I Again, I've talked to a very close friend of mine who was very active in, 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 in going to the conferences at this guy's church, uh, going to his his uh, basketball team and his church will go play Tom's basketball team at Tom's church. Very familiar with that church and how it works. He said, this guy has been fighting people since I can remember. That's all he does. That's what he's known for. So again, take that for what it's worth. He's starting out the article by saying something about himself that's not even true. If it's worth fighting for, it's worth giving you you're all in that fight. Many fellow preachers have encouraged me to weigh in on this matter because of what they see being done to other men of God who simply are following scriptural principles. Scriptural? I don't want none of that scripture, number one. Number two, many men of God have reached out. No, no, no. It's Alan Domley. It's Bob Gray. It's your son, Greg. And it's your new um, youth pastor, pedophile, whatever he's going to be. Uh, hopefully he doesn't run the, 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 the youth or the... Uh, the junior junior age ministry, but Cameron Giovanelli, he also wants you to, to write this. Okay, as does Jack Trever, by the way, 100%. Uh, I lost my place. I'm here to announce to you that Tom Neal is ready to fight Stacy Shiflet until he stops being a little man. I'm gonna curse really quick. Okay, a little bitch is what he's trying to say, but because he loves Jesus, he won't say that. In our normal, regular, everyday vernacular, little bitch is what he's trying to say. 
I am ready to expose him and his accusers for what they really are and for the errors that they are making. Perhaps the biggest reason that I am entertaining this fight is because of Stacy's threats towards men who have stated principal positions against what he did. We'll have to get into that because I'm not sure what he's referring to there. Their fight was not against Stacy Shiplett, nor was it on behalf of Brother Cameron. He won't refer to Stacy Shiplett by brother or doctor or, or, or Mr. Shiplett. No, no title, no loving title, surely like brother. But of course Cameron, who is at sincerely at fault here, he is referred to him as brother. So I just want to break that down for you. I'm not... Um, take, take that for what, what you will take it for. Excuse me, but know this, there's a reason those titles are being espoused and in some instances not espoused. Just just making that clear. All right. Uh, their argument was against how he had handled matters. So let me read that again. Their fight was not against Stacey Shiplett, nor was it on behalf of Brother Cameron. It absolutely was. Their argument was against how he handled matters, speaking of Stacey Shiflett. I have spent many hours interviewing and doing background checks on the parties involved in this ridiculous situation. Okay, by the way, background checks, that's an actual thing. I've had it for different jobs that I've had. You Sometimes you have to have, I applied for Riverside County, Riverside, Riverside, Riverside County Sheriff's Department, like I had to have a background check. You, those are, those are, you can't say I did a background check when you didn't do a background check and that's exactly what he is doing. I'll explain that to you in a minute because he explains how his background checks, check, checks, I can't talk tonight, today. He explains how his background checks actually work, and they're not actually background checks. That's kind of like saying, I paid you $5, I paid you back $5 for the $5 I owed, but I'm paying it in Monopoly money. That's really what he's doing. You can't, you can't say you did a background check when you didn't do a background check. Show me the background check. He threatens anyone, Stacy, who disagrees with him how he, and how he handles things. Now, I am warning Stacy Shiflett, you have threatened my friends. Because of that, you're now going to tangle with me. Real scary. You may gain a few friends who happen to be my enemies. Trust me, you are gaining people who are not worthy friends. The ridiculousness, shout out to Rob Deerdeck, of this situation can be seen in so many ways to anyone who has the wisdom to look at it carefully. You who want to be angry because you are already angry will not be able to reason enough to understand the sensibility of what I am going to say. I know I'm reading through this belabored because I'm, I'm trying to trying to think of what to say next, okay? So bear with me. But again, what he's saying is, me, Stuart Hardy, you, if you're you know, on Sarah Jackson's side, if you're on the victim's side in any of this, there's no point in you continuing to read because you're literally too stupid to understand all the hate I'm about to spew your way. So just don't even bother reading it. Too late. I actually read it for the first time today. I put it off for a while. For those who really want to know what is right, I dare you to follow my logic in this article. Oh, Tom, I'm following. The manner in which the accusations were handled. So we got bullet points now. When Stacy Shiflett received an accusation from one person, against the former pastor of his church, he should have gotten on an airplane and flown out to see him for the purpose of getting his side. A phone call is not the way you should handle a situation such as this. That's waiting. And you'll, you'll see throughout this article, Tom's all about waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Why? Well, let's see. Greg was, at least as far as we know, in 2001, videotaping members of Tom's uh, church and Greg's church females who were changing and in 2011 things came to light yeah tom's a big fan of waiting as is greg so it makes sense 
get on a plane or make a phone call. If it's something really dire and serious, I'm making a phone call while I'm on my way to the airport, right? If you're going to the airport. I get it. He's real old school with this stuff. Like, he would probably actually prefer that uh, Stacy got in a horse-drawn carriage or maybe rode along with the Pony Express all the way down to sunny Southern California. But, you know, a plane will work as well. No, no, no. You get on the phone. We're trying to get this solved now. Take care of this now. That's why you get on the phone. Even in his phone call, he did not ask for the man's side, but accused him without giving him an opportunity to deny the charges. He had already pronounced him guilty. He has already decided that he was guilty. Nothing Brother Cameron could say mattered because Stacy had already judged him guilty. When he denied the accusations, Stacy Shiflett did what he does in every situation when people don't do what he wants. He threatened. Again, this is the only time that I've seen Stacy pop up on my internet radar, so... To say other situations, I don't know, I can't speak to it, but I highly doubt Tom's on the right track here. He threatened to expose him, he threatened to attack him, that I don't recall. When someone says they are going to expose a man who claims to be innocent, there is a problem. No, it's called the news. We must assume innocence until we know he is guilty. However, Stacey unjustly threatened to expose what Brother Cameron vehemently denied. By the way, to pause here real briefly. I have yet to see, I'm not saying Cameron didn't deny it to Jack Treber or Greg Neal or Tom Neal or Stacy Shiflett or even Sarah Jackson herself, but I, me, Stuart Hardy, you the people, everyone watching for the most part, we, ha we haven't seen it. I saw a video Cameron posted, he took it down. I saw a video Cameron posted and Greg and Tom were happy to repost that video, as was I. And that video had nothing to do with him refuting these claims, with him saying um, he he made a blanket statement about how they weren't tr these these accusations weren't true. But he didn't go into detail. He didn't give us not that I need gory details on that stuff. But he hasn't vehemently denied, as Tom is saying here. Now, next point. Let's talk about Stacy Shiflett's handling of the matter with Doctor Jack Treber again, espousing another title, Doctor. Which I don't know where Jack Treber got his doctorate, but. Probably not from a place that's accredited. Kind of like where I got my uh, uh, bachelor's. If Stacy Shiflett felt that there was guilt, he should have informed Dr. Treber that there had been an accusation. He did. At that point, he should have asked Dr. Treber how he wanted to handle this matter and acquiesced to him. Dr. Treber is older and wiser. Stacy had his agenda, so he wanted Dr. Treber to follow his unjust actions. What unjust actions, number one, that's my question to Tom, like what, what unjust actions are we talking about? A YouTube video? Come on, guy. And then, wait, you have, you, so you have to wait for the other guy to tell you how he wants to handle it? No, this, okay, huh, this is something that goes to the police, right? Am I, am I, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not saying it's murder, but I'm saying it's an actual crime, and by the way, it, it has gone to the police, so you're telling me that he needs to cow to some other pastor just because the dude's older? And if you've seen him preach, he sounds senile to me. But again, he's a man of God, so you can't speak against him, like he said. So you're telling me that he needs to wait for that other pastor to figure out, go to the accused, say, is it true? What's the guy going to say? No, it's not true. Of course not. Where are we going to go? We're not going to get anywhere. So instead of doing what he did, he should have waited for Dr. Treber to do something. Sorry, Jack Treber to do something. Stacy instead told Jack Treber how we should handle the situation. 
In other words, Stacy insisted that he take his word for it because Stacy had taken the word of the accuser against the word of Brother Cameron. At this point in time, it is the word of one person against another. It is far too easy to pass sentence. By the way, when the word is against an IFB pastor and the word is from a woman who is a teenager in his church, I'm not saying, like, immediately, you know, send him to the guillotine. But I am saying there is a history, a solid history of that being true. So I'll throw it out the window or say it's not true right off the bat or let's wait. It's pretty silly at this point. It's 2018. These cases keep rolling in. This is, keeps happening over and over and over again. So for you to say, well, let's wait. And I'm not saying to rush to judgment either. But to say the man is entirely guilty, or, or to say the man's not entirely guilty right from the get-go, like, no, he's not guilty, ah, there's a history of this. So let's feel it out. Let's take it to the police. Let's see what the police have to say. Instead of keeping it inside the church, just like you do in the Old Testament, inside of one of the tribes. Stacy Shiflett decided that Dr. Treber wasn't acting in accordance with his demands or in his timetable, as he did over and over again. He decided to threaten Dr. Treber. Am I the only one that sees the pattern of threats coming from this man? Hey. All right, let's continue. Rather than giving Dr. Treber the time and the opportunity, excuse me, to handle the matter in the way he felt was right, he assumed that Dr. Treber wasn't handling the matter. Because he wasn't. He wasn't. I've got a video. I'll show it to you. I'm not going to splice it in here. I put it in two episodes ago. Treber stood up on Sunday, uh, on a Wednesday night, and after he was told what happened and what Cameron was 100% guilty of and being accused of, and he stood up and said, pray for the Giovanelli family. That was his big statement. His statement was, we don't even, well, I don't know what's going on right now, but pray for the Giovanellis because we love them so much. That was his statement. No, he wasn't handling anything. Now, my friends, this is where you need to stop and think. Okay. This whole situation became a problem because Stacy Shiflett reacted hastily and did not allow things to run their due course. The much wiser Dr. Treber was not in a hurry to rush to judgment. They never are, guys. He had not heard all the evidence. Yes, he had. It was not his job to seek out the accuser to hear her side of the story. Yes, it was. He handled things right. No, he didn't. Sorry, this is going to go on for three more sentences. Only people who want a man of God to be guilty would be upset by Dr. Tree were not assuming the guilt of Brother Cameron. Quite frankly, there was no reason for him to pursue these accusations. A judge's job is not to pursue the information. His job is to weigh the information which has been provided to him. All Dr. Treber had Dr. Treber had received are accusations from Stacy Shivlet against Brother Cameron. Yeah, and that's all it takes. Stacy Shivlet, angered by Dr. Treber's patient wisdom, took matters into his own hands and followed through with his threats. What again? I don't know what threats they are and what he followed through with. That's still he's not saying. I applaud Dr. Treber for not allowing Stacy Shivlet to bully him into doing something hastily. They love that word bully. You're going to hear it a lot. The fact is, Stacy Shivlet would only have been satisfied had Dr. Treber done exactly what Stacy Shivlet thought he should do. I mean, okay, hang on. In other words, he was sticking his nose in another man's ministry and business and trying to force his way. God, I just that's all. Like that's all. Like there's a lot more to read, but that's all you need to know. He stuck his nose in that other pastor's business because the guy on his staff who was out at the time on tour with young people from his college who he could easily have been doing the same thing to. Now, he's wrong for sticking him in that his nose in that guy's business because I don't think he did it. Well, I think he did. Stacy Shiflett 
in one of his absurd comments, contended that it was his business because of Jack Trevor's college. Had Stacy Shiflett had any integrity and honesty, he would have patiently waited until matters were handled and decided what he was going to do regarding his students. By the way, he later pulled his students out of the college. Look, feel one way or the other, however you want to feel about Stacy Shiflett, and yes, I'm going to keep adjusting my glasses. I turned off the AC so you guys could hear me well, and now uh, it's getting sweaty in here, and these keep sliding down. So, um, side note, nothing you needed to know there. But, yeah, good for you, Stacy. Like, of course you pulled him out of the college. You just had a guy. What transpired, transpired. Jack Treber let very much let Cameron Giovanelli off the hook, and he scooted off to another church. And and Treber said nothing, but we feel really bad and pray for the Giovanellis. Never mentioned Sarah Jackson once. And Sarah, by the way, is very gracious and very kind in what she has to say about uh, Jack Treber. And I I I'm not I'm not saying anything against that. Like I'm I'm on the same page with her when it comes to that. However, pulling your students from that school makes perfect sense. By the way. North Valley Baptist Church, Golden State Baptist College. If you go there, if you have students there, whether or not you pull them, make sure you check in. Like, check in a lot. Like, show up out of the blue if you have kids there. Just do it. Just do it. See what happens. As Tom Segura would say, just try it out. Stacey Shiflett bought Facebook ads to perpetuate this accusation against Brother Cameron and his attack on Dr. Treber. I find it interesting that his ads targeted Bible I can't wait to get into this part. That his ads targeted Bible colleges across America. College students that had no need to be involved because became aware of the situation. I am appalled that he would want this in their minds in the minds of college students when it had not yet been resolved. I'm not appalled. That's the right thing to do. The problem is it had already been resolved in Stacy's mind, so he was going to get Brother Cameron one way or another. Okay, look. Tom, you're telling me that you know, I'm going to have to curse a little bit here and there, jack shit about Facebook ads? Get out. You don't. Clearly someone told you that. There's no way. There's no way that information came from this noggin of yours. Okay? Someone told you that information, Tom. You were given that information. I just need to make that very clear. Now, as far as targeting, anyone that has liked his page, okay, the church's page, Stacy Shiblett's church's page, anyone that's like that page or pages similar to it, most often will be automatically targeted. I am not saying Stacy and or his staff are not capable of setting up Facebook targeting or whoever they had set that ad up. I'm not saying they're not capable at all. I applaud them absolutely for putting money into what we call a dark post, Tom. That's what that was. That's why it doesn't or at the time did not exist on their Facebook page just in an ad called a dark post. I'm just educate you a little bit. So the thing is, you don't know that rhetoric well enough to speak on it. Don't do it, Tom, number one. Number two, targeting, get, just get out, get out. I highly doubt there was any targeting involved. And if there was, bravo for targeting Bible college students. Most likely what happened is one of Tom's Bible college students saw it, or Greg's Bible, whoever's chancellor uh, right now, one of their friends or one of their friend's friends, kids who was in college, Bible college, saw it, and so they decided that it targeted Bible college students. Tom, whoever wrote that article, whoever helped you with that, if you have evidence to support otherwise, hit me up. I do this stuff for a living. I'm very curious to hear that. I, I just had to speak to that. Now, consider the accusations, says Tom. 
It is amazing to me that anyone would accept Stacy Shiflett's words regarding the accusations made against Brother Cameron. It was obvious that he was asking all of us to believe him blindly. No. By the way, not all of us. He wasn't asking anyone to believe him blindly at all. The men that he tried to uh, confer with, being staff members of North Valley Baptist Church, Jack Treber being one of them, he was handing them evidence and showing them like here. And he picked up his phone, he had it on his phone. By the way, text messages, Facebook messages, it's a beautiful thing. You can delete them off your phone, but that doesn't mean they were deleted off the other person's phone, number one. Number two, you can go in, you can get, you can request messages um, from, or text message records from your cell provider. You can request that. It won't show you what was in the text messages, but certain branches of law enforcement have the ability to pull those exact text messages. So if you're watching this and you think you got off scot-free, you did, whether you're Cameron or someone else, you didn't. That stuff can be pulled and we can find you. All right, so there's that. Who makes a judgment blindly? Oh yes, I forgot, unjust people do. So Stacy decides to make a video accusing a man with no evidence other than that he says he knew and asks us all to believe them. Way more evidence than that he knew, by the way. Victim's testimony, huge piece of evidence. There are always two sides to every story. Here's a situation where we have been told to believe an accusation. However, it is our responsibility to hear the other side before passing judgment. The other side had not spoken. I wonder why. Why? Sarah had a lot to say. She had a lot to say to the police. Stacy had a lot to say in a, in a Facebook video, in a YouTube video. Why didn't Cameron have a lot to say? And when he did say it and we watched it, we were all like, what is going on with this crazy person? The guy doesn't look normal. Sarah, his wife, doesn't look normal. That video is whack. When he finally does speak, and by the way, it was deleted. When he finally does speak up and say something, it's whack. So don't give me this, oh, we should hear the other side of the story. Tom, there was no other side of the story. It didn't happen. It did, the other side didn't happen. It wasn't there. So don't berate us for saying, well, you need to hear both sides of the story. No, the guy was running to the other side of the country. Oops, this way. Others, oh, is it going to be backwards? I don't know. Either way, he was running away. That's the only point I'm trying to make. He wasn't telling his story. He wasn't giving his side of things. He was on the run, and he will be again soon. All right, anyways. The source's reliability. This is his next thing. I will address this in more detail later. Suffice it to say, which by the way, again, someone else wrote this for him because everyone says sufficeth and it's not sufficeth. It is suffice it to say. And they got that right. So I gotta say that. Uh, suffice it to say that the credibility of the accuser is highly questionable. Most people do not take into consideration who the accuser was and why they might have chosen to accuse. I guess that means that anyone who makes an accusation against a preacher should be believed. Yes, yes they should. Sorry, I'm getting really spirited here. Yes, they should. I know, I'm over the top. Get mad at me, get pissed, that's fine. The social climate, the temperature in these churches, the way victims are treated over and over and over again. I'm not saying any pastor ever at all. I'm saying a pastor in an IFB church is accused. That dude needs to step down and prove his innocence yesterday. Yesterday. I... I've got jail records pulled up right now for, for, for a youth pastor. Like, just got booked. Like, you, you can't make this stuff up, people. And yes, I know uh, guilty till proven innocent sucks. And I know our justice system is flawed. 
I get it. I get it on a level that I'm not going to talk about here, but I'm not happy about it. I get it, okay? But when it's an accusation brought by a woman or a man against an IFB pastor, listen to it. Pay attention. Perk your ears up. Have that guy step down and prove he's innocent. Keep him away from kids. Keep him away from his own kids until he can prove he's innocent. All right, that's just me. <sighs> there is more than one Potiphar's wife who has made false accusations against a man because they were angry based upon the way he accepted these accusations. Stacy, no doubt, would have made a video against Joseph. Okay, so he made a video against Joseph. Cut him any colors. I don't care. I don't care. I don't know that Joseph was innocent. I can't prove that. There was blackmail involved in the accusation. I'm going to read through this quickly because this is just like, this is a Medi Bravo stuff. So this is really different. Uh, I'm sure you who accepted Stacy's accusation so readily don't know about this. When Brother Cameron was the pastor, a youth pastor to be named later, had an inappropriate relationship with a married lady in the church. I mean, part of the course is an IFB church. What do you expect? When Brother Cameron discovered this, he and the deacons met with a man who gave up his position as they sought to restore him. Eventually, the man left the church and began experimenting with the things uh, this world, including alcohol and drugs. Good for him. I mean, you know, whatever. The night before Brother Cameron was accused, this man contacted him and told him uh, what was about to happen. He then demanded money from Brother Cameron in exchange for silencing these attacks against him. This is called blackmail. Oh, it's called blackmail? Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. Now, why wasn't Stacy told about this? Maybe it's because he's being used by these enemies. It's always the enemies, isn't it? It's the enemy of, of the Lord. There are many tinges of conspiracy involved in the accusations. The accuser and this former youth director have been seen together alone in public on numerous occasions. Make no mistake about it. In my experience, situations like this are often conspiracies. They are the conspiracies of those who hate a man or, or what a man stands for. Dude, you are grasping at straws. Like, as literal as that statement can be, you have done it. Now we're into conspiracies? Like... Was this a Zapruder tape coming? Did he get footage of this too? Like, dude, don't, don't, like, you're already reaching. Don't push it further. Now let's talk about the accuser. So I'm going to read through this briefly. I'll give a little bit of feedback. And then I'm going to read you Sarah's statement because it'll, it'll dovetail in here perfectly. And she does talk about that former youth pastor. And that is who he's talking about. He's saying, Sarah met with him alone. Oh, okay. Married women aren't allowed to meet alone with married men. And again, if your spouse has had problems in the past, if you're, you know, going to marriage counseling and therapy and things aren't working out, like that's probably not the opportune time to do that. But as a married person, there should that's an IFB thing. The opposite sex is like no, no, no. Like I remember this isn't to throw shade at anyone, but I remember very vividly um, a pastor recounting to me that he he. There's a woman on this. It was in the middle of winter. There were not in California. There was snow on the ground. There's a woman walking down the side of the road, and he picked her up to help her get her to her destination, like any other good human being. And he told me, tell me, he told me that he felt bad about that. I'm like, well, I mean, did you guys have sex? Like, I mean, what, what, what happened? What, did you exchange numbers? And you, you've been sexing her? No. Like, I just felt bad that there was a woman in the car with me, and my wife wasn't with me. I'm like. Dude, it doesn't matter. Like at the time, you know, I was very like, well, yeah, you got to be careful. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're helping another human being. Two people meeting in a public place 
does not denote sexual intercourse. So you guys got to chill with that stuff. Like, that's a huge thing. That's a huge hindrance to every relationship inside of the independent fundamental Baptist cult is the labels that are put on members of the opposite gender meeting one another. I'm not saying to not be cautious, to not be careful, to take good care of your spouse. I'm not throwing any of that out the window. I'm divorced, okay? So I don't even, I mean, I'm sure if there's anyone watching who is disagreeing right now, you're like, well, he's divorced. Clearly, he screwed it all up. Yeah, yeah, I screwed it all up. The point that I'm getting at is the intense pressure that we put on married couples and couples that are together, it, 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 is, it is not remotely beneficial. Anyways, now let's talk about the accuser. Says Tom Neal, for the time being, I'm going to be extremely delicate. Not true at all. But you can rest assured that won't last for long. Okay. If Stacey Shiflett continues to attack my friends, which I hope he does. Good for you, Stacey. This accuser has a history that is very unsavory. Okay. Her husband is suspect in his character. Okay. Neither appear to have any Christian values. By the way, Christian values are you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't listen to anything but, you know, fundamental difference and uh, anything Tim McCurdy puts out, Housing Anderson College and Patch the Pirate, and even though some of those are suspect. Um, you know, you don't drink. I think I already said that, but, like, women don't wear pants, don't wear shorts. Men men don't wear shorts. Like, men don't wear necklaces. Like, that. that's the unsavory kind of thing, okay? That's what we're dealing with here. Um, I will not yet get into what I have discovered suffice it to say oh he did it again he did it right that the accusations made against brother Cameron pale in comparison to what I have discovered about the accuser and her family having studied her sordid Facebook page alright bro st just stop with the Facebook just you gotta stop Tom you're, you're 71 I'm not saying I know plenty of 71 year olds on Facebook and they can do it just fine but you my friend not friend need to stay off man it's not good for you it's just not you're, I, I've seen, I'm friends with Sarah on Facebook, okay? So I don't see just her public posts, I see her personal posts. Sarah is, Sarah has achieved incredible results in her fitness regime. Sarah is doing amazing work when it comes to helping others lose weight. And so this is what he's referring to. He's referring to self-love, selfies, and pictures of her and her husband and her kid. Where she's not wearing culottes and a shirt that comes up a little bit higher than mine. That's what Tom's referring to. That's the sordid and unsavory and uh, wicked Facebook. I've discovered the accuser to be a godless, narcissistic, and self-promoting individual. I'm glad she's promoting herself. Keep self-promoting, Sarah. Other members of her family have a history of accusing others. Every, hey, Tom, everyone's family does. I personally believe that Brother Cameron has grounds for civil action against this accuser if he chooses to take that course. Stacey Shiflett gave his godless accuser the phone numbers of several preachers, two, maybe three, oops, sorry, didn't mean to give you that finger. Individually, these preachers did their own background check. No, not a background check. You talked to two people or you decided in your head and discovered this was not someone with whom they wanted to discuss anything without their wives present. How'd you do, how'd you do a background check on, on Sarah Jackson? I just, I'm, I'm just curious. Is it stalking? Because that's called stalking. Her sordid face, if you're not... If you're not friends with someone and you keep going to their page and you just scroll way down their timeline, you're stalking them. And by the way, there are versions of that that are punishable by law, so Tom, watch out for that. My point here is you can't keep saying background checks when there aren't any, and you can't, you can't say we did a background check on Sarah and I would never meet with her unless my wife was present. Why? Why? I can tell you why. Because she's an attractive woman who's not afraid of what her body looks like and um, 
you, 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 you are in this space where you can't help yourself when you see an attractive woman. Clearly, your son's videotaping them, getting changed, getting naked, and you're helping him get away with it. So yeah, when we put those two things side by side, we can see why it wouldn't be good for you or any of your homies to be meeting up with her. Not that she'd want to meet with you guys anyways. By the way, Stacy Shiflett did not ask for permission to give their numbers to this person. Dude, he's going to give them anyways. In fact, he had already made threats against some of these men. The accuser had no business contacting these men. All she was trying to do was sway them into turning against Brother Cameron. Good for her. One of the texts to my son even was threatening in its tone. Tom, you're 71. How old is Greg? Can he not defend himself? From a, from a from a woman, and I'm not saying uh, I'm not trying to be sexist by that, but inside of that culture, women are very very weak and very low and very dumb, and only for making cookies and babies. So, you're telling me, Tom, that Greg can't stand up for his own self when he gets a threatening text message? By the way, I know about Greg. I know, and I don't mean just the voyeurism and, and multiple counts of it. We have no doubt. I know what he was like in college. I've talked to people. That went to college with him. I know he got his ass kicked in the dorms on the regular. And Tom, I know you showed up at the dorms at your own college to chew out college students for beating up your son. And they weren't beating him up just for the fun of it. And I'm not condoning beating someone up. I'm saying you and your son have a strange, strange relationship. It's weird. And the things that I've heard about your son, if you want to hit me up personally, Tom, I'll let you know. I'm not going to throw them down on this podcast. Maybe the next one. But it's some weird stuff, way beyond videotaping women in his office. When Stacy first contacted Brother Cameron regarding the accusations, he was informed that the only contact between Brother Cameron and the young lady had been by messenger. Stacy said that he should be fired just for communicating with this young lady by messenger. I'm sure that's not what Stacy said. I'm sure what Stacy said, or at least part of it, was this guy did awful, horrible acts to her that were of a sexual nature when she was a teenager, and now, as an adult, as a married man, she's a married woman, he's a member of your staff, he's reaching out to her via messenger, that's not okay. I'm pretty sure that's close to what he said. He didn't say, he sent her a Facebook message, so you should fire him. No, Tom, you're great at taking stuff out of context, but let's chill with that one. Yet, Stacy wanted these other men to communicate with her by text message. What man in his right mind would trust Stacy and the accuser when they use innocent correspondence as a mean of attacking means of attacking a man? Not innocent. Folks, there are some evil people out there who are wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. Yes. And Greg Neal and Tom Neal and Cameron Giovanelli and Paul uh, Jack, sorry, Jack, it's got Paul Chapel and Jack Treber mixed up. I don't know how that happened. Uh, Jack Treber, this is his, that we know of, fourth or fifth cover-up, including his own son for what he did to a woman at his church when he was on staff. We'll get into that later, another episode. But all I'm getting at is the wolf in sheep's clothing, dude. That's the pot in the kettle, and Sarah's going to get into that in her response, and I'm going to read just a moment. This accuser has made other accusations against Brother Cameron regarding other women. She has given no basis of fact. By the way, when, 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 when you turn things over to the authorities and there's an active investigation and more witnesses are coming forward to corroborate your story, you don't go to the guy that did it to you and say, here's the witnesses' names and here's their account. Just want to make sure you know. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. I love that because I've heard that, seen so many threads of people, well, show us the proof. Show us the other victims. Show us the... No, 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 no. You don't understand. 
You guys need to watch more crime TV, okay? Like, watch. Uh, here's what I need you to do. You, you unsmart people, watch one episode of the first 48 and watch like one or two episodes of like Blue Bloods or Chicago Code, something like that with enough real police stuff in it so you can understand when it's an ongoing investigation, you don't talk about it. You just don't. So it's an ongoing investigation. Tom, Greg, Jack, Cameron. That's why we're not giving you all the sordid details at this point. Excuse me. At this point. All right. No other women have stepped forward and given viable facts that would stand up in a court of law. Obviously, Christians don't seem to care about doing things justly as much as our court system does. Whoa. That, whoa. All right. Let's talk. Let's hear what Sarah has to say. Sarah, once again, like I said before, is very, very lenient. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way at all. That's not to be taken in a negative light. Please, no one, including Sarah. She is very kind and very gracious in her words. Far more kind than I can ever be. And this is why I reached out to her uh, just within the last couple days, yesterday actually, and she got this message to me right away. Um, she just wrote up a little something to say, I, excuse me, I called her last night uh, and I just said, hey, what would be great is if I could have, I want your voice. And I, I know that I've spoken for you more than once. I don't know if I said that exactly, but I certainly have spoken for her, excuse me, on her behalf a time or two. But I wanted to actually have her voice and her words in response to this article that Tom has penned. So that's what this is. This is Sarah's response. So I tried to fit it in as best I could, you know, right after Tom made all his allegations. And so now I'm going to read what Sarah has to say. Sarah says, where do I even begin with this article? Let's start at the beginning of my paragraph, which is where what we just finished. Are you really going to start with a threat? The very thing you said Pastor Shiflet and I have thrown around. Again, Tom really opposes himself. It's the absolute truth. Sarah's right. You'll only be delicate with speaking of me if a third party doesn't stop standing up for what's right against your friends. Okay. Shall we call you the pot or the kettle with that threat, Mr. Neal? I'd love to know how my husband's character is suspect. Is he perfect? By no means. But last I forgot, we are all sinning humans. But I will say, my husband, who is a police officer, risks his life every single night for people such as yourself. Sounds like a pretty selfless and solid character to me. I don't appear to have any Christian values. I'd suggest watching, judging other Christians walk with God. Are we throwing stones? You don't know my heart, sir. I can rest assured that I am saved by grace. Please make sure to only judge your own heart. Let me just pause really quick. Because of the tenor of my podcast in the past, I don't talk uh, highly of God or salvation or Jesus or religion at all. And I don't want anyone to get the 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 wrong idea here that I'm just reading this to make Sarah happy or that that something has changed all of a sudden. I respect everyone's beliefs when they're not, I've said this before, when they're not hurting someone else, when they're not causing harm and they're bettering your life, I respect your beliefs 100%, I don't care. Muslim, Buddhist, Mormon, whatever it is, if you feel like it's, and I throw Mormon in there for a very good reason. I have some great friends that are, I don't know if they're practicing, but they're Mormons. So my, the point I'm trying to make is I'm not just reading this to make Sarah happy. I'm reading this because this is Sarah's heart and I want you to hear it. Then you say my accusations don't pale in comparison to what I've done. Have I ever said I was perfect? By no means am I. Are we comparing sin though? Are we excusing Cameron sexually abusing a minor because I drink alcohol and wear pants? And I promise you that's Tom's go-to. She posts beer often. I don't know if she posts whiskey. She should. It, once, once I get her on the podcast, which is going to happen, then we'll post some whiskey for you. But for you, Tom, because I know you're stalking your profile. Um, uh, 
yeah, that's that's what that's her indiscretion is uh, pants, shorts, uh, low cut tops, and alcohol. That's her big sin. I love your logic. Sin is sin. James two ten. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. First John one nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I admit my sins. I seek forgiveness. You nor Cameron are not any better than I am. We are all sinners. I don't fear Brother Cameron filing civil suit. He knows in his heart what he did. If he make if me making that public offends him, he should know I'm offended by what he took from me. I only received two numbers. Two numbers. Tom, Tom, two numbers. That's all she got from, from Pastor Shiflet. Okay? There's several men and multiple and two numbers. Okay. One was Pastor Treber, who was more than willing to speak with me and even mailed me a letter from himself and his wife apologizing for what I was going through and said to call him at any time. The other was your son. That'd be Greg, the voyeuristic weirdo. I even wrote in text to your son that my husband needed to be present whenever he could for accountability and protection for us both. I have copies of every single text. I also never one time called either one of these men. I simply sent a text message asking them to call me whenever it was convenient for them. Gotcha. You just, and I'm not, again, I'm not faulting Sarah for this, but there's nothing you can fault her for here. She's being so overwhelmingly gracious to these guys. And here they come. They get Tom to write this article and Alan to write his article and Bob Gray Sr. to write his article about how terrible a person she is. And she's being kind and gracious as can be. My reaching out was merely begging you to look beneath those clothes to protect the women and children. He is now around. Isn't your son supposed to be the shepherd of those sheep? As a shepherd, I'd want to be warned of a wolf being near my sheep. But again... What's Greg guilty of? That's why he's not trying to warn anyone. Maybe that's just common sense, though. Yes, the communication between Cameron and I in the last few years has been through Messenger on Facebook. I still have those messages. I'd be willing to bet he doesn't, though. I can also... Yeah, there's no way he does. He deleted those. I can also say in the last year and a half of messages alone, Cameron reached out to me every single time. Not once did I contact him first. He messaged me multiple times saying he was thinking about me praying for me, missing Baltimore, wishing me a happy birthday month, counting down until my birthday, and then happy birthday at 2 a.m. He remembers my birthday, but no history there, right? By the way, this is a very, 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 however many more varies you want to add in there, Adam. A very common thing with rapists, pedophiles, and men who've taken advantage of women in one way or another. I have accounts of a man who... Uh, Raped, he was an IFB, um, um, how do I say this? He was an IFB um, school administrator. He would rape teenage girls in the school. And as of a couple of years ago, he went out of his way to visit a city where one of his former victims live, go to a coffee shop a block or so from her house, and call her from that coffee, coffee, shop, coffee shop so she knew he was there in town and tell her he wanted to meet to have coffee. These guys can't help but continuing, they can't help but continue to revisit the scene of the crime. They do it over and over again. Oh, and I'm Potiphar's wife, she says. I thought his wife is the one who sought out Joseph, not the other way around. Yeah, Tom, you gotta, you gotta, like I get in your sermons and in and, 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 and other writings and in your books, you wanna take stuff out of context. It's cool, man, we get it. It's a way of life for you. But on this one, you don't get to. The other women have contacted my detective 
I owe you or the public no proof or evidence of these women. Cameron knows who they are. They were in his home with him. If he forgets, or can't think of which one sees through him now as well, he will remember when he faces them in court. I really hope that you and your fellow bullies with these articles are just about finished. If you want to keep attacking my character, that's one thing. But to try and bring my family into this is beyond low and sick. And yes, Tommy did that. And for Cameron to allow you to say such hateful and awful things about me and my family is so sad. What we'll never understand is how he can just continue to hurt people after all these years. I never one time attacked any of his family. I hurt and I pray for his entire family. I have never disagreed with someone being restored, but that takes admittance first. If he is innocent until proven guilty in your eyes, why am I guilty of lying until I'm able to prove what he did to me as a child? What logic is that? That's, that's so well stated. I may not go to church regularly right now, but I can promise you the people I surround myself with are much nicer, caring, gentle souls than what you show resides in your church. I have no desire to befriend bullies. And with that, I hope you have a terrific day. She's so sweet. I will pray for you and your friends that you may find peace and love to spread instead of hate. God, Sarah, just I if I can speak to you personally for a moment, I know we, we have our own conversations, but that's so beautifully written and so kind and so gracious. I, I do not do not comprehend how you can be so seemingly effortlessly uh, gentle and kind with these absolute terrible people. And again, I'm, that is not condemnation for me and should not be from anyone else. It's just I'm in awe and I'm incredibly impressed with that quality. All right, but she, she does continue. Conspiracies with my former youth pastor. I'm glad she spoke to this. I don't even know where that would come from. Anything that man said to Cameron about money has zero to do with me. When I was asked if I would like money to stay quiet, so she was asked, I, I immediately stated I wanted no one's dirty money. That's exactly what that is. That is not my motive or goal or something I'd even consider. I want admittance for what happened, an apology and legal justice. I want to do whatever in my power to stop this from happening to another 16-year-old girl. There was a comment made that I've been spotted with this youth pastor alone. Sir, I have not seen that man in over eight years, and I take offense to that. That is nothing short of a rumor. There you have it. And again, Tom's not going to Tom or any of his cronies or friends see this. They're not going to believe that because, again, she's, a, she's accusing his homeboy of some terrible things, so she's not credible immediately according to their standards. Lastly, I'm happily married. I'm a happily married wife and mother and do not meet with men alone, but I'm godless, right? I live over an hour away from that man and that church. The only thing that past youth pastor and I have discussed were the incident where he caught Cameron driving to come take my innocence away, which was from a tip given to him by Cameron's mother-in-law. Bombshell. That is a detail that I, I think a lot of people have not heard. Cameron's mother-in-law. Cameron's mother-in-law. Sarah. Cameron's wife. Not Sarah Jackson. Cameron's wife's mom knew about this when Sarah was a teenager and Cameron was doing this to her. She knew. So you're telling me a mother wouldn't tell her own daughter if that daughter's husband was sleeping with a teenager in the church? Sorry, that whole Sarah didn't know 
and it never happened and she had nothing to do with it, out the window with this case and the rest of them. And I mean Sarah Giovanelli, not Sarah Jackson. Lastly, I have every single text I've sent that youth pastor, which will be too, shown in court if needed. He has also been in contact with the investigators and turned everything over to them. I have nothing to hide. My terrible Facebook wouldn't be an open public book if I did. I came forward on my own. I am continuing on my own. You may want to consider your source on your information. And that's Sarah's statement back to this article. And we're going to continue. The article's not done. I know we're deep into this uh, podcast, but article's not done. So... Now, to discussing Stacey Shiflett himself. Oh my God, this is going to take me forever. Okay, we may have to cut this short. Um, when Brother Cameron decided to go and take the position at Golden State, it was he who recommended Stacey Shiflett to become the pastor, believing that he could carry on the ministry there. Now, I'm going to speculate, but it is based upon things that have been said to me. It, okay, you're not justifying your speculation. Just say it, bro. Often when a pastor takes a church... He finds fault in his predecessor. I've seen this happens in business too, by the way. I've seen this happen time and time again. I am not accusing Stacy Shiflett. That's all you've done of jealousy, but I'm suggesting that this is a possibility that by taking down Brother Cameron, he can increase his own stature. The more I read the arrogant things Stacy Shiflett says, the more I feel his insecurity coming out. Yeah, yours is showing too, Tom. Stacy loves to pat himself on the back. Oh, by the way, I love to pat himself on the back too for taking a stand, albeit an unjust one. Not unjust. His self aggrandizing, that's a cool word, I'm going to look that up, is nauseating. He sounds like he is a martyr in his own mind. No, 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 no. Stacey doesn't come off as a martyr at all, Tom. You've got that 100% backwards. Your boy, your literal son, that's the martyr. Dad, she sent me a threatening text. Now that you're 71 and I'm, what, 50-something? <laughs> Will you write a blog and defend me? That's martyr syndrome. That's, that's, that's martyr syndrome. Not Stacy saying, hey, real bad stuff happened to me as a kid. I don't want it to happen to anyone else. That's not martyr syndrome. That's identifying with the victim. Stacy Shiflett has obviously been bullied sometime in his life. Shoot, I have been too. I don't know how and I don't know when, but it is obvious he has been bullied. Again, he's you, you can't. I'm sorry. It's 2018. You don't get to say, well, this guy was bullied. That's his problem. Okay. Like what are you, what are you trying to what are you getting at? Just help me out here. Like you're trying to say it's bad that he was bullied? Yes, but that doesn't make him a bad person because he was you're bullying him now. It just doesn't really have a place in this discourse. Um, a trained counselor, another pastor, who watched his video and read his writing said he immediately detected the signs of a man who had been bullied or even abused in his past. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what really gets me bullied or even abused in his past. If any of you who watched Stacy's video all the way through know that he was abused, not even if he was abused, we know that he was abused. I'm getting quiet for emphasis, not to hide anything. Now, Tom knows distinct details about this uh, Facebook marketing campaign that was run and targeted certain people, but he clearly didn't even watch the video. So which is it, Tom? Talk to me, man. Did you actually watch the video? Do you actually know about Facebook marketing campaigns? Or are you just blowing off steam because you got your feelings hurt because you hired a pedophile? Seems pretty obvious to me. All right, Stacy threatens in order to get his way. He viciously attacks anyone who defends the attack. That didn't make any sense. 
He reminds me of the punk on the schoolyard who fights someone and then fights everyone who tries to defend the one he attacked. I, okay. I don't know what schoolyards this guy was growing up on. This is some different kind. It is my contention that Stacey Shiflett should resign his, his church and seek extended counseling for his issues. We should all seek extensling, exten, I don't know why I can't talk today, guys. I'm sorry. We're just going to continue on, though. We should all seek extensive counseling for all of our issues. Not counseling. Therapy. If you know me, you know I love therapy. So, Tom, yeah, sure. Yeah, Tom Neal, let's all get get therapy for our issues. Let's all do it. Why not? Why just Stacy? You do it too, Tom. Give it a shot. Just try it out. Uh, I've completely lost my point. This is all I will say at this time regarding these matters. There's more I can say later. Uh, but there's like five more paragraphs, so there's more he wants to say. I want to deal with those who are applauding Stacey Shiflett's actions. For the most part, those who think he is a hero are those who have made it their mission to be victims. No one makes it their... Yeah, there are. I'm not saying that there aren't people who are, um, who are uh, feigning victimhood or who are pretending to be victims. They're out there. That happens. But in this instance, that's not what we're dealing with, so get out of here with that. They are committed to destroying the lives of others with their accusations. Anyone can claim that there was a cover-up, but you don't know if you weren't there. Right! Sarah was there, so she knows! So does your boy Cameron, but he ain't saying anything. The Me Tooers. Oh, okay, you guys are going to like this one. It is tragic that many in the Christian world have jumped on the bandwagon started by our society. The hashtag Me Too movement, again, someone else wrote this for me, 71, okay, is... The Me Too movement is as unscriptural as anything you will ever see. Sadly, many Christians have jumped on this band bandwagon. You already said that. In another article, we're going to explain why Me Tooers may not be victims after all. Now, look, I'm not here to say every single person who says they're a victim actually is a victim. He's generalizing. That's what he's doing right now. He's generalizing and saying, like, well, there's other people. It's kind of like, here's what I get often, and, and I need to wrap this up soon here's what i get often and it drives me up the wall well other religions do it too yes i know but this is the religion that i come from this is the religion that i am working really hard to eradicate from our society anything that i can do yeah that sounds grandiose and stupid and i'll never get to it. i don't care i'm doing my part are you doing yours okay that's what i'm trying to say here and i'm also trying to get to the point that he's generalized like well, the Me Too movement, and some people aren't even victims. Sure, some of them are. Sarah is. Continuing on. Oh, yeah, that's going to make some of you mad that some of them aren't victims. Good. It's about time someone told the truth to you about you people. Yeah. Okay, your 71-year-old self is showing. Don't say you people ever, 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 ever. Don't say you people. Maybe I should start my own Me Too movement. <laughs> Jeez. It will be those who decide to be just towards their fellow Christians. Me too. I really do. I really hope he starts hashtagging me too. Because he is going to get blown up. Tom, please start using the hashtag me too. Man, that would be great. That would be so great. Because people are going to come along and see your blog and see your tweets and see that you're homies with Alan and Bob and your son Greg and the pedophile Cameron, and they're going to be like, me too, what? Get out. All right. Next bullet point. There are those who are fully rebellious against independent Baptist movements and always jump on any bandwagon that is attacking that movement. Ding, ding, ding. They are always commenting on the sites that are attacking the independent Baptist. Yeah, year 71 is showing. There are others who don't like our positions on certain issues, such as, number one, separation. 
Whew. Two, soul winning. Yes, I hate your stand on that. Please don't knock on my door. Three, the King James Bible. What Bible, dude? Get out. It's 2018. Number four, confrontational preaching. Yes, no one likes that. People that say they like that and say amen, and people that do it don't like it. It affects all of us incredibly negatively. I heard a quote. I just, sorry. I heard a quote not that long ago. Uh, I just have to read it to you because it is so beautiful. It's from a guy named Henry Rollins, who you may know from a band called Black Flag. I've never listened to the band. I'm not saying one should or should not. I just haven't. But I think Henry, Henry Rollins is an incredible human being. And Henry said, What do you need to do in order to make the world a better place? Put less people under pressure. There you go. Put less people under pressure. Everything that Tom just listed in his little statement is putting people under immense pressure. Separation, soul winning, the King James Bible, by the way, it's King James only. There's no, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that message, I'll explain it, but King James only, like you can only use one type of Bible. That's it. That's a lot of pressure. Confrontational preaching. It's all pressure. Stop putting people under so much pressure. Okay. Finally, 18 years after he's gone to heaven, the haters of Jack Hiles, this guy loves Jack Hiles. We already talked about that. The haters of Jack Hiles are always popping up their empty heads any chance they can find to blame Dr. Hiles. I don't know if Stacy said anything about Dr. Hiles. I doubt he did. How did how did how do Tom? How did we get Hiles? Just hit me up and let me know. Like, how did Hiles work his way into this? If I have ever heard anything that is ridiculous, it is the accusations that Dr. Hiles is to be blamed for something such as this. And no one's blaming him for this, but I mean, he started a big part of the movement, so I don't know, or he at least throttled it. Stacy Shiflett has done harm or assisted in blaming Dr. Hiles. Oh, I don't know. Cool. Good for you. Bravo, Stacy. Yeah, Hiles is a piece of crap. Stacy Shiflett cannot know the truth about any of the matters that people claim about Dr. Hiles. Okay, dude, we get it. You worship the guy, even in the grave. Quite frankly, I'm a little tired of how easily we believe accusations and how quickly we receive blame against other Christians. I have, and I will always defend my friend, Jack Hiles. Okay, dude. Stacy Shiflett could not tie Jack Hiles' shoelaces. I don't know what you're getting at, but if it's an innuendo, I didn't even get it. Stacy Shiflett is not even in the same league as Jack Hiles. Thank goodness. Jack Hiles was a man of principle and wisdom. He handled matters with greater care and concern than any man I have ever known. Look, if you want an incredibly terrific example of man worship, you are listening to it right now. It is foolish for us to allow someone like Stacy Shiflett and his newfound followers to have free access to criticizing and slandering Dr. Hiles. I, I, I can't. I just don't, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Like, this is... Yeah, Jack Hiles was, was, had a mistress. Jack Hiles' son, David. Just, just Google him, man. Just Google him. Listen to what Linda Hiles Murphy has to say about her crazy criminal family it's all true it's all there it, it's it's all legit jack hiles was a terrible person the world is a better place without him i'm happy to say that and if you want to call me or message me and tell me i'm wrong go for it i will stay with that opinion all right we got like two more paragraphs bear with me guys finally i want to address the accused brother cameron giovanelli this week i sat down and had an extended conversation with brother cameron i asked him tough questions and I quizzed him. I did my best to find out exactly what his side was. I am left with several thoughts regarding this. You didn't quiz him. Brother Cameron should be assumed innocent. Just like Sarah should be, by the way. 
there's absolutely not enough evidence to convict him. Right, that's why the DA is involved. Yeah, okay, got it. Plus, he has claimed innocence. Therefore, the burden of proof should be on the accuser. Those who have treated him unjustly owe him an apology. Hear me carefully. It is wrong to jump on the bandwagon to carelessly destroy a man in his family's life. Some of you have been careless. Stacy has convinced you that he has facts, but you don't know the truth. Facts, truth, facts, truth. What are you talking about, dude? Yet you have not had the character or integrity to find out the other side. You can't find out the other side. Cameron isn't saying anything. When he does say something, he leaves the video for 24 hours and then he deletes it. There isn't another side because Cameron isn't presenting one. You're presenting the other side, Tom. Give us Cameron. Let us hear what he actually has to say. And stop deleting stuff that he posts. We'll download it every time. By the way, I have a version of this page saved. So when he deletes it, or the whole site probably. Especially once Cameron goes once Cameron goes down, like guys, whatever you want, whatever information you want on Cameron, this whole thing, people that support him, find it and save it now. Because he's not long for being outside of a prison. So once he's actually locked up, that these guys their their blogs are gonna disappear. Guaranteed. Or at least at least once sentencing is done and he's he's locked up, locked up. Uh, anyways, just if you want it, save it, because it ain't gonna last much longer. Brother Cameron is not a perfect man. Yeah, none of us are. No doubt he has mistakes. I mean, Michael Jordan, but that's it. In his life as well, uh, as we all, he has mistakes in his life as we all do. But this is not one of them. If we choose to find fault with him, it will not be difficult. You're just telling me, okay, we all have shortcomings. However, I do believe he is a moral man. I do not. No one else does either. I believe that he has remained pure and has been faithful to his wife. I don't believe that. Brother Cameron has no track record of immoral or careless behavior. Oh, my God, it goes on forever. Yes, he does. This accusation was the first, and, of course, they are going, they are doing their best to find others who will also accuse. No, it's called corroboration, and they're already there. The accusation should do nothing more than to cause us to carefully deal with the matter until we know we have the truth. Uh, we have it. Brother Cameron's family has been devastated by what was done to him. Fortunately, many men of God have risen up to help him and encourage him during this time. Yeah, 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 I know who they are. Alan Domley. You, Tom, your son, Greg, which we saw in front of, you know, your church making his little statement. Um, Alan, Alan, and Bob Gray Sr., who, by the way, Bob Gray Sr. Uh, more recently has been contracted out of Tom Neal's church. So it's not like Bob Gray, like, came out of, oh, uh, I'm going to support. No, no, no. He's getting paid. Bob Gray, Tom Neal cuts Bob Gray checks, as does he does Greg Neal, and he will Alan Domley at their Preacher's Delight conference coming up in a few weeks, couple months, something like that. So all these guys that have done their, this is all fairly strategic Strategic by them. He's paying all of them. They're, Tom's cutting them all a check. Whether he's, I'm not saying he's cutting them a check for their blogs, right? But he is cutting them a check. It's, it's a fact. Brother Cameron has a right to be treated with justice. Yeah, he'll get it. If, and these are all caps, if he was found to be guilty, we have a responsibility to restore him. No, you don't. Please don't try and restore him. I will block that every chance I can. He is not to be discarded. Yes, he is. He is not to be scandalized. He did the scandalizing. What are you talking about? He is to be restored in the spirit of meekness by those who are spiritual. Stacy and his ilk. Oh, this is... Whoever wrote this, like, you guys do good copywriting work. You got words that I don't know. Obviously do not fit into that category. Stacy Shiplet made many mistakes. All right, we're almost done. I promise. We're at about... I've got to cut some stuff out, but we're going to be close to hour and a half, hour and 45 here. His mistakes are far more damaging than the accusations he has received against Brother Cameron. 
But Stacy calling out a pedophile is worse than a pedophile being a pedophile. Let me just spell that out for you. Stacy Shiflett has attacked preacher after preacher for not agreeing with the way he handled things. Nope. He has misrepresented their words. Nope. He accused them of covering sin when they were merely criticizing his mishandling of the situation. Nope. Their concerns were not whether or not a man was guilty, but how he was being handled. No. Okay. All right. I got to... Let me read that one more time. Their concerns, these are the pastors, were not whether or not a man was guilty, but how he was being handled. No, no, no. Okay. Their concerns were, were next. That's their concern. So they've got to stand up. Again, they're also on your pay payroll, so that's part of why they're standing up. They've got to stand up, make a brave face, say this is all cool, say this is like not a big deal. Why? Because we're next. We know we're next. Guys, we've got to band together because they're going to come after us next. That's what it is. That's the reality here. Justice is what we are all about, not even close. Justice means that we cannot merely assume guilt, pass judgment, on anyone we think is guilty. It must be done slowly. No, no, it mustn't. For being old school, you guys really don't go by a lot of old school principles unless they serve you very well. It must be done slowly and carefully and wisely. Stacy Shiflett is not the judge who determines how justice is carried out. No, he's not, but there will be a judge and justice will be carried out. This is not a threat to Stacy. That's all this has been is a threat to uh, me and my friends and you tangle with me and I fight hard. Dude, those are literally all threats. I am warning you not to attack my friends or family. Dude, stop saying you're like this, this is a this is a huge tendency with these guys. They love to say I'm not going to do this thing or say this thing and then do exactly that. I've had to fight myself on doing it. I've done it with with different things that I do for work with customer service and stuff like that where I say no we're not going to do this but that's exactly what we're doing I've had to fight myself on that because I was taught that from a very very young age these guys I wouldn't say they're masters but they're very very insistent on no I'm not doing the thing that you're watching me do right now which is why they end up in all this mess end up behind bars end up in court because of their awful nasty sadistic crimes your bullish attacks have left brother Cameron and his family and children very vulnerable then why'd he put up a video on YouTube? My son reached out to help, he and his family. You spoke to my son and you seemed to accept his decision. I don't know about that conversation. I am warning you not to attack my son. Greg, Greg has got it coming, man. Oh, he can stand up for himself. Clearly he can't. From the time he was a, a young adult in college till now, he still can't stand up for himself. But trust me, I will do more than just defend him. That is is a threat. You take that to any law enforcement officer and they will tell you 100% that's a threat. Anyone watching this law enforcement, you tell me if I'm wrong, that's fine. That's a threat. I will fight against you and all who attack him. That's beyond a threat. Now you're telling him. David was called by God to be a man of war. Now we're, now we're Old Testament, so he's being real now. This was not an insult to David. It was actually a commendation by God to David. When the story of Tom Neal is told, this guy loves himself. The only person he loves more than himself is Jack Hiles. When the story of Tom Neal is told, I expect to be criticized for fighting, but I believe that I am carrying on a noble profession that is oftentimes shied away from by too many preachers. I hope that God will say to me, Tom, you have been faithful as my man of war. And that concludes Tom Neal's blog. I'm sorry for the squeaky chair today. All right, guys. I know there's a lot more to say, but that's really the gist of it. I wanted to read through that. I know this is the, 
a third episode in 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 this solo cast uh, version of things and throwing up extra videos at you and I just want to let you guys know that I'm really thirsty. <laughs> oh god, that's awesome. I just want to let you guys know that it's not just me. It's not just me that's that's fighting for victims' rights. There's a lot of you, and we're we're amassing numbers by the day. And this isn't a a rah rah speech. This isn't um we're bigger than you. No, we're not bigger than them. I don't think, but we don't have to be. We just have to be right, and we are right. We're not on the side of trying to prove some Bible or some religion. We're not trying to prove anyone's innocence. And yeah, in many cases, we're we're not trying. We're proving the guilt of these people. So, all that to say, I'm super proud of every single whether you're you, whether you're a victim yourself or whether it was a family member that's a victim. Whatever the case is, when it comes to your involvement here on the side of the victim, whether you're a victim or it's a family member or it's a friend, as it is for me for the most part here, I'm so so happy that you're along for this, that you're helping, that you're that you're seeking for actual justice, not you know some IFB crooked version thereof. Whether whether I'm happy for you or proud of you, that may not matter to you, and that's okay. I'm not saying I'm anybody by saying that. I'm just happy excuse me, to see all the incredible feedback from the amazing people out there that are working hard to bring the bad guys to justice. That's what this is about. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's also, I'd say maybe more, it's about those who have been wrong finally speaking, finally speaking freely. Yeah, you're getting a lot of hate on Facebook. I've seen it. I've jumped into the comments here and there. I haven't been able to respond to as many as I would have liked. But that's another big thing this is about. This is about you guys being able to get out there and being able to say your piece. And yeah, you're, and there is fear of retaliation. And by the way, if you're a victim who has yet to speak up, I've had several people in my inbox. This isn't a bragging thing. This is just to let you know there's more people out there just like you that want to speak up. Several people in my inbox that want to tell me their story and want to speak up. And I am amazed I applaud you you're you're incredible brave people and if you're not ready for your story to be fully public with your name on it or anything like that that's okay like I, I get that but I'm so proud of each and every one of you and so happy to see this movement gaining incredible momentum and let me go back to what I said at the beginning and that is we are gaining momentum new cases are being brought up every day law enforcement is being involved on the regular there are people that like to get in the way, and I won't say any names, um, but you know who they are. And if you don't know who they are, message me. I'll tell you who they are. There are people that like to get in the way, that like to, to come in on the side of the pastor or come in and pretend to be on the side of the victim, when in reality, they're not on the side of the victim at all. So the wolf in sheep's clothing statement, yeah, it applies, but it applies to the actual wolves in sheep's clothing. Wolf in sheep's clothing does not apply to the victims ever, 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 ever at least in the instances that I've seen. All right, so just bringing it down there at the end, wanted to let you guys know that I'm, again, very appreciative for very appreciative for every single message, every time. I don't love hearing bad news, but I do love hearing the victims are speaking their truth and that bad guys are being locked up. I love, love, love that. So every time you send me an article, I'm like, oh man, who's getting it now? Like, let's let's talk about it and let's see justice done and let's see the victims get what they what they need and get that 
that um, not vengeance, it's just justice, seeing justice done to the people that hurt them so many years ago, or even if it was more recently, like that needs to be happening over and over and over again. And I don't mean just inside the IFB, like the world over, our society over, but I'm dealing with this microcosm of our society. So every if, if I don't respond right away, if you send me a message, if you send me a voice message, if you send me a, an article about something that's going on, know that I very, very, very much appreciate it. I really, I really truly do. And I'm sorry if I can't get to it right away, but I'm doing my best and I'm so incredibly grateful for every person that is doing whatever, playing whatever role they're playing in this movement. Man, you guys are badass. That was another curse word. You guys are great. I love it. Please keep it going. Please keep doing it. I'm not stopping. I know you don't plan on stopping. And look, you're going to get harassed. Especially if one of your family members is someone who's coming forward. You're going to get harassed. You're going to get bullied. You're going to get told all that we've been over and before, all the reasons. It's why did you wait so long? You know, you're not telling the truth. He's a man of God. If this was true, he wouldn't. Whatever. All those. You're going to get them all. You're going to get a lot of hate. But just know there's. It's not just me. There's a lot of us here for you that want to help you, that want to assist you, that want to be in your corner, that want to do whatever we can to help you take that next step. We want to do whatever we can to support you through all this. So I know now, for most of this, I've been talking, seems like I've been talking right to Tom Neal. Now I'm talking to the people I really care about. And um, I just want to know that you guys are, are amazing. And I love you all so much. And I'm so grateful to see all the traction that this movement is gaining. Thank you for sticking through this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. I'm grateful, as always, for all your support. And uh...